0: And let's get started. Hey there, guys. You are with my good friend, Priscilla. And we were just chatting right before this episode saying, I think health coaches need to know that they are so fucking brilliant. So that's how we decided to start this episode. Priscilla, without me doing a disservice to your introduction, can you tell everyone a little about yourself and then what we're going to dive into in this episode?
1: Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I went to IIN in 2011 and started my coaching business about 10 years ago as a health coach, helping women with emotional eating issues that really turned out to be career coaching. Many of them were eating because they were misaligned in their work and in their careers. And then I stumbled about, you know, in 2013, 14, upon this thing called the Akashic Records, which is a way to connect to your soul guides, realized I had a innate ability to channel people's businesses and business content, and then started providing practical business and soul guidance for people growing at purpose-driven businesses, which have been primarily coaches, but now what I call conscious leaders, people who have established businesses for the greater good. But I always will have a very strong place in my heart for health coaches. And I think so many of us, even if we start off as health coaches and branch out into other things, I think our training as health coaches is so important. First, because it teaches us to take care of ourselves, you know, as we go through business. Second, it also reminds us of our incredible ability to hold space for people to come into their own and find their truth and be at peace with their bodies and find a sense of harmony. And it's also a reminder that, you know, we have so much power to create our realities. And that starts with our mind, body, spirit connection.
0: I love that. I mean, I would say for anybody who just listened to that and was like, hell yes, that is me. But I think of also the coach who listened to that and that feel scary, even though they are coaching and they wanna be a coach, that feels scary because it's like, you have to actually be that leader and stand in your truth and stand up for what you believe. So what do you say to that leader? Because everyone's a leader in their own way. What do you say that leader that's afraid to show up? Well, it starts with baby
1: steps, right? Because when I got this body of work on So Fluent Leadership in September of 2016, The last thing I wanted to talk about was leadership. I did not see myself as a leader. I did not want to be a leader. But as you said, and the work describes it, everyone is a leader because we all contribute, we all add value. So it comes down to knowing ourselves. When you know yourself better, you lead better. And that starts with what do you have to bring to the table that is so brilliant, that's so deeply healing and transformative, We start with the positive. We start with what's already here. And it's so easy when we are looking at leadership and starting or growing a business to look at what we don't have, what's wrong, what's broken. But there is also the other flip side of the coin, which is we come in with some significantly good assets as well. So let's acknowledge what those are and what the things are that we're not good at. We either work on within ourselves, but also then get support from people like you and others that fill in the holes and fill in the gaps of things that we don't want to do or don't do well.
0: Well, and I think anybody going to school for health coaching or let's say life coaching, I mean, you already feel like you have a purpose in this world. You're driven to go to school to be of service. Do you think that once somebody walks into this world of building a business, that some of that feeling and that purpose kind of goes away because of the massive overwhelm?
1: It can get overshadowed by the overwhelm. I mean, I think you and I have had these discussions about how business can be <laughs> soul crushing soul, a <laughs> lot of things. I mean, I had so many dark nights of the soul. I mean, my nervous system got so
0: messed up. But, but- you built that business.
1: I did. I my business actually. This is the third iteration of the business and coaching. It started with health coaching and then business coaching, and now it's really business and leadership. But there's still always health involved in it because right. if you're not well, I'm always like eagle eyes. Where are you not taking care of yourself? Because if you're burning out or going to burn out, we have a problem, right? So Which I think it's that-
0: easy for leaders to do because you know when you think of building a business, each of those components can feel can feel exhausting for a lot of people because they're I feel like a lot of what you're talking about even grounds right into that self-worth. And so if that isn't there, it's hard to then show up and shine in your purpose.
1: It is, and that is ultimately so much of the inner work. I think so much of us being in business and why they say it's a spiritual journey, it's a journey back to ourselves and it's a journey back to a sense of innate wholeness, which I think is our true soul's essence and state. But when you think, when you start looking at all the ways that people tell you to market that feel so off, or when you try it so hard and you inject money and resources and it just flops or it it leaves you deflated, you start to wonder, am I cut out for this? Is this ever going to work? Why does it seem to work for other people and not for me? I'm so devoted. I care so much. I overgive. I'm doing all the things. That's where we need to take a pause and say, okay, what am I really good at? Who are the people that I can truly help the best? Mm-hmm. What are the resources I need to help me really focus and so that I can do what I do best? And then there is the inner work of self-worth and self-confidence. I mean, it's been such a kryptonite for me, self-doubt. I mean, crippling, soul-crushing hard, every fucking step of the way. I mean, I got an entire body of work on leadership and I had no idea what to do with it. I didn't want it. So what do you do then? You know, it's that question of going back to the mission and the vision. Who do I want to be? Am I going to quit? I could have, no shame. And what do I want to do in the world? And how can I grow from this experience? But I will tell you this, that if you are in the health coaching world and profession, it is important. And we were talking about this, and this goes to any purpose-driven business, The the purpose needs to be balanced with the element of profit and the monetization and the simple but important business structures that need to be in place for you to make money from what you're doing. You know, even Mother Teresa to remind you that she needed money to do what she does, and especially for us mystics and healers, we can have issues around money and making money and however little or as much as we want. And so the first thing I did once I got out of health coaching school, out of IN was I hired a business coach for six months and she taught me the business of coaching because I knew if I was going to make money from this, I needed to understand what I was doing. And that's why I think your work is so valuable because you give us so many tools to just go and implement and then shine in our brilliance and however many niches we want to focus on or one, But I think it's important to know that what we offer matters and to live in the joy of the fulfillment of helping people. But that does include that we also fulfill our bank accounts in the process. So fluent leadership is creating win-win-wins. And that starts with you, your bank account, your health, because if you are not making money that will affect your well-being on all different kinds of levels and it'll affect your marketing and it'll affect your leadership and then the ripple effect continues
0: i love that you shared about those dark nights i mean oh so many (laughs) where i was like crying saying i was going to quit going to go back to commercial real estate a million times over tell me in your work when somebody is in that place or you were in that place what were steps that you took to come into that leadership role. Because I think when we feel that overwhelm, I I keep saying overwhelmed, that that overwhelm, like I failed, I'm trying everything. Is that where we take a pause and step back into alignment? Is that where for you, the archetypes come in? Tell me a little about how you would give your heartfelt suggestion to anyone kind of in that place.
1: First thing, you're perfect just as you are. You're not broken, there's nothing wrong with you. If you want to be an entrepreneur, then there are tools to help you do that. So I think when it comes to being in that state of, oh my God, there are a couple of things. If you've been in it for a while and things are feeling off, which it did for me in 2016, I mean, it was bad. I had to take a pause. I also got hypothyroidism, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I was having head problems. I thought I had a brain tumor, seriously. I didn't, thankfully but it was bad. I had to step back entirely for about six months for the first burnout. And then 18 months for the second, I was just a pool of nothing mush. So I, in my case, I had to pause and I had to ask the really difficult questions of myself. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? Do I even really, if I'm really being honest, want to do it? And if I'm going to do it, how is it going to work for me? And I had to look at the real fear that I had around doing it, you know, and what was that block inside of me? In most cases, I was afraid of being ridiculed. I was afraid of failing. And I was afraid that I was going to be shamed for not knowing what I was talking about. And I also had to look at my desperate, and you and I had, I think, a Facebook chat about this, a desperate, desperate need to prove myself through my work. I was working seven days a week, 12 hour days when I was doing health coaching because I desperately needed to prove that I was worthy and good enough to have a six figure business. Because if I had a six figure business, nobody in the coaching world would be able to shame me for having a fucking hobby. What is the fuck about the hobby thing? I just don't, drives me nuts. I wasn't like being a slacker or lazy. I just wasn't finding my way. And the other piece is that, you know, especially when We don't feel like we know what we're doing in marketing or business. We look to other people outside of ourselves to give us the best practices to help us. The problem is that most often than not, and that's where the archetypes come in, those best practices are not coupled with our knowing of what makes us unique and brilliant in our zones of genius. How to show up in
0: that area.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like for me, knowing that I'm a mystic, I know it took me this long, but once I realized the power of people coming into my space and my holding space for them and being a catalyst for them to suck out the best within themselves, I don't have to do tons of content. I don't have to do a ton of shit that I hate to do. They come, I be me in my just ninja like owl ears, magic happens. Of course, there's some more that goes into it but my business is simple. I like to work boutique, high level, high touch. I don't have courses. I don't have a ton of things. I don't have a big team. I don't want any of that shit. That's not for me, but that's where you have to be honest. Do you want to do it?
0: And how do you want to do it? I mean, I think what you're diving into is really sitting down and getting to know yourself. I love when I get on the phone with a coach because groups always scared me. I remember coming out and everyone was like, groups, groups, I can't wait to do groups. And I thought, I can't wait to just do one-on-one. And I love that I hear coaches were like, I want to speak to tons of people. I want to do one-on-one. I want to do group coaching and really getting to know what style of coaching you want to do. How do you need to show up in marketing? What really makes sense for your level of I would say not commitment, but what does that really look like in your perfect day so that you don't feel drained, exhausted? Because that negative Nelly stuff can come in so easily when we're tired.
1: It does. And it goes back to the simple things that we learned in health coaching school, right? I am a morning person, right? I don't do evening. My client hours are from 10 to two, maybe 10 to four if I'm pushing it. I woke my dog, I make coffee for my husband. I need some time to regroup. I dispatch all my emails and stuff for my team to do in the morning. By 10 a.m. I'm at my desk. I'm ready to go for my client work, you know? But I designed that. I actually hired somebody to help me color code my Google calendar, believe it or not, and to understand my own cycles and rhythms. I need a month off December to January. I need August mostly off. You know, like I had to understand what I needed as a human and build the business around that. I don't need to teach millions. I don't need to teach thousands. I want to coach those that coach the thousands and the millions and have it small and tight.
0: When you were having your 12 hour days, because this is not uncommon, I think for a lot of us in the business, and especially for those of us like you and I talked about where we are getting that self-worth through our work. So we tend to oh. work. Was that 12 hours because you felt like you were trying a lot of different things that weren't working for you? What Coming out of that, what did you realize
1: there? Were, well, uh, those are the special, the first three years in health coaching, where it was a lot of foundational building. Yeah. So I was creating a lot of content. So I needed to do the website. I needed to hire a copywriter to get my copy. I needed to do the freebie, all of this stuff that you give to people to do. I was creating it from scratch. The thing is, I like to create my own content. It's just my style. But it, and I want to do it well and pretty. So it took a long time. And then I also would hide behind all that creation because I had to distinguish between project activity and money-making activity, right. and be honest about that. You know, because if I'm spending hours doing website and freebie stuff, I'm not going to get money. You know, because it was hard. And the key thing, the confidence. For me, what was so important was I had to hire and I did hire a good copywriter in the beginning because I needed to understand my message. I needed to be able to confidently explain what I did and for whom, because otherwise I felt utterly crippled in my ability to communicate in any way, shape or form. And it's funny because I talked about emotional eating and I thought that I had to be skinnier. I was, you know, 30 pounds up, 30 pounds down until maybe five years ago. And so it was also hard for me. You know, I always thought that I had to put on this persona of what a good health coach is. And I don't mind a green juice or two. You know you're in a whole other level. I'm never going to be like you. I, if I have a green juice, I might have a chocolate brownie with it, you know, and it might be a jewelry jelly brownie. I'm not going to do like the whole, it's just not me. And that I had to get to the point of what is me, what works for me. So how am I working with myself versus against myself? And I did try different things. I was on different webinars. I was like, do we do funnels? Do we do this? I have a knack for business. I'm not stupid and I'm certainly devoted and committed, but I just, part of it was that I was hiding behind all of this because I was afraid of being disappointed that all of this wasn't going to work out. Like, It feels like you put your greatest hopes and dreams on the line and if it doesn't work, I mean, I don't know if you're all ready for that level of disappointment.
0: And I think that beginning starting times when you're starting a business, is like the deepest therapy that you can go through. Oh God. I I know for myself, every fear, every inadequacy, every thought. And I know that the burnout that I felt, a lot of it was just the fear. It's like if I could go back and tell my younger self in business, it's like, let go of the fear, get a little more support, stop pretending that you've got it all together, you know, hire that person that you need. But I was like so scared that I was going to fail that person, fail myself, invest in something that wasn't going to work out. And I just powered through it. Thank God I did. I mean, one thing that. I always look back because I had my back against the wall because we had lost all our savings. So I kind of had to make it work. I think that was a blessing in disguise. But I also look back and think how much time was just wasted on all those feelings that maybe I wasn't enough.
1: Oh, it was it was all consuming night and day for me it was, it was very bad. And I made a conscious decision. I remember clearly the moment. And I think I was even going through one of your revitalized programs in my Dropbox. I think one of the ones, and I remember thinking, okay, I will put my life on hold until I hit six figures. It was a conscious decision to put everything, dating, fun, anything that was not business did not matter. And that was a high price to pay because that's putting a lot of eggs in one basket, not to mention that having a life feeds the business. You can't put everything in the business. It's like asking a, a lover, a partner to be all the things for you. Nobody and no one thing can do that. So the amount of pressure on me and the business was massive and not healthy.
0: Very exciting news that you had put a book together and that it's now officially launched. Tell me what really inspired you to put this book together, because I think it will help the audience really understand your work.
1: Yeah. So in 2016, I opened the Akashic Records and my guides asked me to write a 30-page little PDF. Little fuckers. Turned out to be a 165-page book that's a body of work on how people can lead from their soul and lead from their strengths. So I had that, had a nervous breakdown sort of from that because I didn't know what to do with it. I spent some work getting to, you know, about four, three or four years in, I was kind of getting a handle on the work. So I was having a conversation with someone like this and I was like, wouldn't it be nice? You know, there are five soul leadership archetypes. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody can just get a book and say, okay, this is how to write my copy. This is how to brand myself. This is how to market myself. This is the business model and team members that I need based on my innate design on how I'm naturally designed to lead in business. And so I opened the Akashic Records and I told my guys, okay, I've got something to give me. I'll start typing. I thought 10 page PDF. That was it. No more because I didn't want my ego to get all entangled. 10 turned to 30 to 50, 100, 150. Now 222 pages later, we have the reference guide right here all color eight and a half by 11 book with 15 business in here that shows you with your archetype, how to apply it directly in six areas of business, team building, leadership and money mindset, business model, marketing, branding, manifesting. I always forget one, but anyway. And so it has very detailed information and it just, it's like, it's really an igniter and a catalyst to show you how you're brilliant going back to the beginning of our conversation and how to apply that brilliance into your business. So you show up fully, fully expressed. And then any other practices that you get along the way supplement you and your essence, your essence isn't otherwise hidden in your business and in your message. And it talks about the three business levers, your message, which is the heart of the resonance of your work, your business model, which is the engine, the driver, your offers, your pricing, how you structure your business, and your money structures. How are you designing your business so you receive the reward, the money for what you're putting out into the world?
0: When I think about all the tools that every business owner but every health coach has, I think how overwhelming it is to actually then decide what's right for you. And to be able to have that toolbook. I didn't even know it went into all of those areas, I think is amazing because I see so many coaches that say, I should be doing this. I should be doing that instead of the opposite way. It's like, based on my soul, based on what drives me, based on how, as you said, I want to be a leader in this world. What's the best way for me to show up? What's the best way for me to market myself, you know, and sometimes it is a shift in mind. I mean, a lot of times it's a shift in mindset, but I think it's also in exactly what you're saying, really finding what are your strengths and being able to let go of the should ofs.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the book is called, you know, Leveraging Your Archetype, you know, it's um, Soul Fluent Leadership Business Guide, Amplify Your Message, Visibility, and Profits by leveraging your architect. How do you leverage your innate talents and skills and ways of being as a leader to show up in business in such a way that you make money and also help the collective good and you don't burn out? And you don't, and it's not just burnout, but when you kind of go against your values, there's another out expression. So you don't burn out and you don't kind of give up on your, what you believe to be true, you know? for you. And so, you know, we have a true the essence within us. It takes courage to look at ourselves and to see what makes me great and to really stand in that because it's a vulnerable thing. Look, here's the thing. If you're going to lead, it's going to be vulnerable because it's not going to require more work. It might actually require less work. It's going to require a lot more courage because you're going to actually be saying what you really believe you're going to put your heart on the line, you're going to be creating a business that you really want to create. So you have failure and disappointment on the line. And you're going to be making money that you really want to make. And that will tick some people off, you know, and then there are fears and triggers of that too. Well, some, well my husband leave me, Will my friends leave me, well, whatever, you know, Will people think I'm a selfish bitch, we have to be willing to ask the hard questions if we're going to lead, period. And that is a constant day by day choice to make. And so fluent leadership isn't about shooting on anything. It's about knowing yourself and then making a conscious decision about how you want to add value to your life, to your business and to the world. You don't have to, but also coming and telling me or anyone, Oh, I don't have anything to give bullshit. You do. Are you brave enough to understand what makes you brilliant? Because here's the thing. Once you know, you can't hide behind the not knowing.
0: So do you feel that back in 2016, when you were in that burnout place, do you feel that this was something that you knew, but you weren't applying it to your own life? Yeah,
1: I didn't have any concept of leadership. I was in total denial that I had much to offer. I was doubting so much. I felt like such a failure that it was hard even for me to get out the door, go to a networking event, because I'm like, people are going to see the rawness of what's inside my soul here. I feel awful, ashamed, embarrassed, like an idiot. I felt like a fool. So it was very hard. And so I had to pull back. So I could deal with the tenderness and the rawness of my inner workings so that I, when I came back to say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it like without all of that tenderness, I had to work through it and heal it on my own, do trauma therapy, which I still do, EMDR, you know, theta, you know, I still have my stuff that I do. I don't do a ton, but I still do healing and energetic work, including in the records. You know, it's an ongoing process because there's always that tension that comes when you're on the edge, right? There's always more that you're having to face, more truth telling with yourself. You want to lead? you got to be fucking brilliantly honest. You can't lie.
0: Yeah. I think that's such an important part that we don't talk about. And I think that so often we only hear the pretty stories, but we don't hear behind the scenes of what actually happens and what it requires to actually show up and live your purpose. Because it's not just manifesting, it's all the other parts that you say, it's that deep inner work. I know that putting myself in therapy, going into trauma therapy was one of the best things I've done in a long time. Because I've been in other therapies, but it's like to be able to focus on the things that kept holding me back. And those like those memories that would feel like they were yesterday, they were the ones pulling me and pushing me always into this state of exhaustion. Instead of being able to say, you know what? I accept myself, love myself, and I'm going to really commit to not pushing myself in a place where I may not be meant to serve.
1: I agree. And I think that's a really important point is where do we keep butting up against ourselves where we can't seem to get through it on our own? It was the self worth piece, the proving piece. I, and there's still an element of that, but less of it for me. It's like, what if people can see that I have no value? Mm-hmm. You know, if when you take out the shell of a business or the shell of any sense of identity of success, if I'm not successful in someone's eyes, including my own, then what is there left for someone to see? Is there anything left of value? And that was a hard pill to swallow. You know, now I'm like, yeah, I know I'm brilliant. And the other piece too, is that I had to be willing when I made the decision to pursue this work is I also had to be willing to be okay with understanding that. I have value to add, and there are multiple avenues and ways in which that contribution can manifest itself. It can be in a company. It can be for a startup. It can be for myself. It can be working part-time somewhere else. So I had to also let go of the idea that if I don't just contribute in the business and it doesn't look a certain way, I'm nothing. And so I had to expand that out. I had to be flexible. And I had to reconfigure my notion of success, contribution, and my value in the process. Again, tough pill to swallow.
0: What would be your advice to that new coach who's starting out in that foundational place? How do you step into your purpose and your desire with aligning with your archetype? One is by your book, of course. Yeah. (laughs) But what is your advice for that coach?
1: I would say that you definitely need to have support from someone that understands the coaching world. You need to know what you do and who you do it for even if you're not sure, but, and, or at least what you bring to the table that can be of I think it's important. For me, I needed to be able to communicate that. You know, people say, I don't know how to put in words what I do. And it's not like a 10-foot page list of I do Reiki. And what does that mean? What's the transformation you're going to create for people? I hired a business coach and I hired a copywriter who were really good at putting words to things I didn't know how to do. I would say also it's practice, 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 practice. You know, I learned as I went and as I did. And then for stuff that's just overwhelming, like creating content that even though I sort of liked was tough, hire out, dude, get done for you, get somebody else that can do it for you. And for the love of God, keep it simple. Do not, I would say maybe pick two to three ways that you market yourself. For me, I started a newsletter list. I would do networking and I would get referrals. That was and remains the primary way I get business. And now I'm on social media and that was a whole, like, how did I do that? You know, cause that's so many channels. So then I always work at one to three. What are my one to three ways to market myself for one to three social media channels? like. And if you really, really can't do it, like I'm, I can't get on TikTok. I never went to clubhouse. Like just don't do it. You don't need to do right. a ton. You need to do it well so simplify and tighten it. Don't widen it too much and spread yourself too thin.
0: I love that. For us closing up this episode, what would you say is the biggest takeaway you hope every coach heard?
1: You matter, your work matters. And if you're going to run a business, you are a business owner and an entrepreneur and you need to know how to run a business. And so you cannot be blind to how much money you're making and to just to live on the happy smoke of, oh, I'm helping people. No, I need, if you want to make this a real business, you need to learn the business side
0: of it. And you need to know why you do it.
1: And you need to yes. know why you do it. And you need to know what makes you so brilliant in what you do.
0: I love it. So can you tell everyone where to find you?
1: Yes, Stefan.com. There's the free archetype quiz, three minutes. It's free. So you understand what your Soul Fluent Leadership Archetype is. If you want a copy of the book, Stefan.com forward slash book. And if I can help in any way, I'm always just, you know, a DM or an email away.
0: Guys, this was such a great episode. If you didn't hear what you needed, go back and re-listen to it. If for some reason your juice spilled on you and you had to run out of, you know, to the bathroom, go back and listen because there was chock full of information behind the scenes that people don't really talk about. And also how to really align with your business in a way that doesn't exhaust you. Because I think that's the key of what we really talked about today. So Priscilla, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so honored.
0: Well, guys, stay tuned for the next episode and we will see you on the next one. Peace out. Bye guys. Bye. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at rachelafeldman Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.